beautiful Los Angeles. It's me, your host, Casey Diaz of the Shot Caller Podcast. Hey, man, we're going to get right right straight to some uh, disturbing news. And we're going to talk about what you can do to protect your children, your little kiddos. You know, it's it's really no news or new use, new news, I should say, that this world is upside down in so many arenas. Um, when it comes to crime against children, well, that's a different kind of animal. It's a different kind of beast that we deal with, and and how do we deal with that? How do how do we who live in a society that, well, I mean, shouldn't we be better as human beings, as adults? But the sickness, and and I, I really don't like calling it a sickness. And I know I could, I, I could probably get a backlash from psychologists and doctors and psychiatrists who want to call it a sickness. When you're committing crimes against children, they want to call it a sickness. And it's a very light way of putting it. As a Christian, I, I, I believe that it's demonic possession and nothing else but that. That someone has to be demon-possessed to want to carry out a crime, whatever the crime is, against a child. And, you know, I, I hate having these talks because in my heart, I, 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 it just doesn't make sense. It, 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 it's, it's like, why do, we have, why do we have to come to this point? Well, we have to come to this point because this is where we're at as a country, as a world that has gone nuts where the criminal is patted on the back and looked at as a victim because of his childhood and, and, and all that stuff. And um, I just don't see that as a right way of looking at it. In my world, it's, it's black or white, uh, and there is no really gray area. If it's a crime, it's a crime. If it's a sin, it's a sin. If it's this, it's that. You know, I, I just don't have time for nonsense. But we're in this in this world, man, that has gone just bananas. And um, we have to have some tough talks with our children. And how do we do that? In the book that I wrote, The Shot Caller, towards the end of the book, um, there's some tips that I that I share with um, my readers about how to talk about gangs, the dangers of gangs, and the dangers of clubs, and you know, and all that with your with your children. Uh, I talk about discipline. Uh, I talk about rewarding your your, your child. Uh, I talk about uh, 
whole lot of stuff. And but one of the things that that we're in right now is that we need to talk to our children about kidnappings and abductions about sex crimes to make them aware that not every adult has their best interest to make them aware about there's a criminal element out there that is perverted it is sickening demonic and our children need to be alert and aware of their surroundings. And God forbid something happens, they need to know what to do in that moment. And I'm going to talk about two different cases. One's in Texas and the other one is in, um, where's the other one from? Gosh, I'm just, you know, thinking about this. It's me. Um, oh, the other one's in Florida. But I want to play a clip for you. The first one is, is very disturbing. I'm going to play this one for you first. Here we go. A man suspected of killing a Dallas toddler. That man's been identified as 18-year-old Darren Brown. So far, he is only being charged with kidnapping and theft, but investigators say they are anticipating more charges pending the results of a forensic analysis. Now, yesterday morning, four-year-old little boy found dead in the middle of the street. This is in the Mountain Creek neighborhood in Dallas. Police say that child died in a violent manner and was killed with an edged weapon. The case is being treated as a murder investigation. And, of course, when more information is provided by authorities, we will update you on air and online. So... You know, I really want to get a little carnal here. I really want to get a little, a little, (laughs) these are the things that, I don't know, man. uh, And one of the reasons I hate talking about this is because there's the anger inside of me that, that comes up. When I hear stories like this, and um, the old man definitely wants to come out and wishes that this punk would be in my hands. I'll leave it at that. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you what happens to these type of, these type of uh, individuals when they end up in prison, when they end up in in, in uh, courtrooms, in county jails. I don't know how, I can't speak about what happens to them in other prisons other than in California. It's the only ones that I have been into. I don't know what happens to them in other county jails throughout the nation. What I do know is that in my time when these types of cowards would walk into the Los Angeles County Jail, most of them, and I say most of them because a lot of them uh, or some of them were smart enough to lock it up. We, we, that's a word that we used. 
they, they locked it up and asked for protective uh, uh, custody. They wanted to PC up and, and uh, go into immediate protection. They would end up uh, being sent to the whole, to a solitary confinement area where they were not allowed to go out because, um, well, they were marked men. And I don't want to call them men. They were cowards. Anybody that goes in there for a crime against a, co- a kid, a child, you're not a man, you're, you're a worm. You're a punk. And um, I could tell you this much. When I was in there, this was not um, something that you wanted to be in there, in there for. I've seen it time and time again where child molesters, rapists, sex crimes of all sorts were dealt with a heavy hand. Many of them didn't even make it to uh, their arraignment. That's how serious it was. How serious it was in the Los Angeles County Jail. And if they ever made it and got the chain upstate to a state penitentiary, to a state prison, um, that's a jacket that you didn't want to wear. The four-year-old, his name is Cash Gernon. He was found stabbed to death on a street in southwest Dallas on Saturday morning. Darren Brown, who was 18, was arrested and charged with kidnapping and theft. And um, by now, uh, now he's being charged with murder of that four-year-old, who he snatched from, from his room and then the next thing that we know is that he was found stabbed to death. See, I get um, I get a little worked up on this. I, I get a little worked up on this. Um, <clears throat> and then there's this case. I'll play that clip for you as well. Because this is becoming a a more it, it, it's it's starting to occur more often. But look at this one. Back here in Florida, an 11-year-old girl is back home with her parents tonight after police say a man tried to abduct her from her school bus stop. And it was all caught on camera. Look at this. It happened in Escambia County. That's where Pensacola is. And you can see this little girl to the left right there of the fire hydrant where she usually waits for her bus. Well, in this video, you're going to see a white SUV pull up and stop at the intersection. A man gets out. He runs right for her, grabs her, tries to carry her back to his car. She starts fighting and she manages to break away. We're told the 30-year-old man... 30-year-old man. <clears throat> and this is why we need to have those, those tough talks with our kids. 
is the next convict. I've had this these kind of talks with my kids very early on in their uh, age. You know, my my uh, I have two daughters and I have a son, and my son is the the youngest. He's seven years apart from the youngest daughter. But I've had this talk with him. I've had this talk with my girls when they were younger. And I had to talk to them about the realities of how life is now. And we had to go through scenarios of where I painted pictures. And... um, and said, you know, if you ever, if you ever in this kind of situation, here's what the stats say: most kids that end up getting abducted, and the second that they go into that car, into that truck, into that van, are never seen again. Your chances of surviving from that point on are pretty slim to none. So, what do you do? In most cases, it's always just one assailant, one attacker. One coward that goes after a little boy, a little girl. Uh, usually it's one of those crimes that you don't see two individuals involved. Very rare. The reason is because, well, it's not a crime that you want to have a crimey with. You, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not a crime that you could brag about. It's not a crime that you're going to talk about. And so a lot of the times when somebody is getting kidnapped or, or, or a little a kid, rather, is being kidnapped, it's usually just one, one attacker, and uh, that's who ends up, who ends up uh, trying to uh, you know, abduct a child. And I always told this to my girls. I said, you know, if, you, if you're ever in that situation, you, you, your life is... It's coming to a very, very fast stop in the hands of a child molester, a sex predator. So you're going to have to act very quickly. You're going to have to gather your thoughts very quickly. You're going to have to be very, as calm as possible in a, in, in a situation like that. And you're going to need to have something with you at all times. I always had them carry small knives. Uh, and the reason was, and, and this is, you know, you, you teach your kids whatever you want to teach your kids. As an ex-convict, I'm not taking my chances. And I'm certainly going to educate my kids on how to survive in these kind of situations. I don't want it to ever happen, but should it happen, God forbid that it would, I've talked to them about how to survive in a in a scenario like this. And I got very graphic with them. There was no need to use bad words or anything like that. But we went through scenarios. And I'm pretty sure that law enforcement and those that have kids in law enforcement are probably be doing the same thing, I would think. I would think that they would, you know, have these these talks with their children. But here's two cases in which an 18-year-old ends up stabbing to death, kidnapping, snatching a little boy, a four-year-old boy, and then stabbing him to death. 
And then a 30-year-old coward trying to abduct a little 11-year-old girl in Florida. So, Casey, what, what, what do we do in a situation? How do we talk to our kids? Well, you, you, you get to the nitty-gritty. You, 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 actually, you actually think the worst and then work yourself from there. And my, my, my children, man, have always had something on them. I've always made sure that they, they looked around when they're in the restaurant. It just takes seconds to just look around. When you're going into a department store, look around. Look for exit doors. Look for something that you might that might be used to benefit you or someone else in saving somebody's life. Know your area in which you're in. We're not living in times where, you know, <laughs> you can just walk around and not really think about these kind of things. We're living in a time where it's disturbing. And you can't be oblivious to your surroundings. And so I've always taught my kids, look around. You're in a restaurant with your friends. Have your back against the wall. So you could see what's coming at you. Look around. Be aware, have something on you. Those three things. And should you end up in a scenario where you're inside of a vehicle, this is what I told my kids. I don't want you carrying a little knife on your purse. It needs to be on you. Just a sp- it, it could be a two-inch knife, a, a one-inch knife. Have it on you, on your person. Why? Because that will save your life. And I always told them, I said, you know, in case this happens, normally what, what, what takes place is they, they'll, they'll throw the kid in the back seat, or if it's a van, they'll, they'll throw the kid in the back. They don't want the kid in the front. And I'll tell you why they don't want the kid in the front, because the kid in the front is going to be moving, it's going to be a lot of movement, and it's going to be, it's going to draw attention. Usually these idiots are in SUVs and vans and the, the windows are either tinted black so that nobody can see inside or they're in a van with no windows. You know, so that there's no disturbance. In any case, you're going to end up in the back. Here's your chance. They're going to try to control the situation. They're going to try to, 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 you know, they're going to throw threats. They're going to do all that stuff. I'm sure that all that is, you know, they're cussing and all that stuff. Pretty sure that that's what's, what's taking place. You're going to have to gather yourself as calm as possible in that situation. And you only have but seconds, to not minutes, you have seconds to just kind of take a small breather. And I know that this is like you're hearing me and you're going, how can a kid get his, you know, how can a kid or a little girl get, you know, get her, their thoughts in place? They're being kidnapped. How, how do they do that? This is where you come in as a parent. 
And this is how you, you, you're gonna have to sit down with the kids and talk to them. And I said this to them. I said, you're gonna have, you're gonna have seconds to just gather your thoughts. And that knife that dad told you to carry on you, this is where you're gonna have to use it. And the first chance that you get, the first chance that you get where that assailant's eyes are away from you, you're gonna go through the neck. You're going to have to. You're going to have to, and you're going to have to do that repeatedly. Then what you're going to do is you're going to jump for that steering wheel and cause an accident. It doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter if you're going to crash into something. Something's going to crash into you. It doesn't matter. That right there is going to save your life because now all the attention is on that accident. And that coward... He's not going to stick around. He is going to run like a rabbit. And the chances of him getting away are slim to none. Because it's, you're going to cause a big giant scene. And guess what? I'd rather you get hurt by a car crashing into this idiot's car. And, you know, you having some scrapes and bruises or you know, a broken bone, but at least you're going to live. We're going to see you. You have a better chances of surviving that than if you do nothing and he ends up taking you somewhere where no one's going to hear your screams. These are, these are tough times. When you're going to sleep, don't just pray for your kids. Listen, I get it. I, I, I trust in God, all of, all of that. But he also gave us a brain. And that brain should tell you, make sure that everything is locked, windows are closed, because this, these are wicked times in which we're living in. Don't take any chances. Don't risk it. I know you live in a nice neighborhood. I know that you live in, you know, you know what I've noticed? The kids that grow up in the ghetto, they're a little, they're, they're a little bit different than the kids. You know, and I'm talking about the, the small kids. They're a little bit more alert than the regular kid that's grown up in the that's growing up in the suburbs. They're just a little, you know, they're they're, they're streetwise at an early age. Well, what else do you do if you're getting, you know, if somebody's trying to get, kidnap you? The one thing that you'll see in this video, if you watch it, if you YouTube it, and just, you know, uh, type in a, uh, attempted abduction, caught on camera, uh, Florida, and then you'll probably see the video there. One thing that, and I think that the parents of this little girl had something to do with her surviving this. They must have talked to her. Because in the video, you'll actually, uh, you'll actually see that she drops heavy. What do I mean by that? Because I've talked to, uh, to my kids about this. You make yourself heavy. You, you, you just go to the floor and make yourself heavy. You, 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 you buckle down so that it's hard for him to pick you up. And why do I say him? Because most abductions are done by men, by cowards.
Very seldom do you see a, a woman kidnapper. I, I don't, in fact, I don't think I've ever heard of one, personally. But she made herself heavy, and you could see that she just kind of like becomes very limber as he's trying to pick her up, and you know, and, and he has a knife. But it, it, on the video, I noticed right away that she just kind of went limber and just became heavy, and that's why he didn't want to take a chance and stick around and try to pick her up because he couldn't. It, it, she almost becomes like almost dead weight. And so it, it it's just too much work for this idiot in Florida to stick around and try to, you know, fight her and then bring her into her to his vehicle. Very smart of that little girl. And then I heard this comment on social media. Well, why was that little 11-year-old whose parents let this 11-year-old girl wait for the bus? For the school bus. First of all, it's her right. It's her right. I remember walking to school 11. I went to, uh, and, and I talk about this in my book. I talk I said this before. I was in first grade. How old are you when you're in first grade? What, seven, six, whatever it is? My grandma walked me to school the first day, right? Walked me the first day to school. The second day, she walked me to the corner of where we lived, and she said, you know how to get there, right? And I looked at her, and I said, yes. And she said, okay, go on. And I walked, and I walked all the way to school. I also share of how I saw two abductions when I was a little kid. I saw them right in, right in front of my face. I saw them. And, and so this comment was, who lets their little daughter at 11 years old wait for a school bus? If you look at the video, it's a big grassy area. And she's just being a little 11-year-old girl, you know, crisscross applesauce on the grass. She's just playing with her little Play-Doh or whatever, uh, some slime that she has. And she's waiting for her bus. She has the right to sit there and wait for her school bus. Why is all of a sudden, it's like all of a sudden it's the parent's fault and it's the girl's fault for being there by, by herself. That, that, that's so stupid. Are you kidding me? That little girl has the right to sit there and wait for her school bus. You don't know the parent's situation. You don't know if, the, if, if she lived two blocks down. You don't know that. Is it safer to drop your kids off at school? Yeah, if you can. If you can, if you're, you know, you're a business owner, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate, very blessed that we always took our kids to school and we picked them up. It's the safest thing, right? I drop them off. I pick them up. I know where they're going. I know where they're at. And I pick them up. I haven't had a problem. Yes, that's the safest thing. Yes, if you have the, the, the ability to do that, by all means, do that. But some parents are either single parents or they're parents that they're teaching their kids to be self-sufficient, self, you know, they're, they're, they're allowing them to grow in, these, in this way or that. And this is one way. 
Unfortunately, there's idiots now, right? And they're they're all over the place. When you move to a to a house, there's a thing that you could go to. It's a website. It's called Megan's Law. Go there. Go to Megan's Law. Find and you're, you're on Megan's Law. You type in your zip code, and you're gonna see every registered sex offender that lives in that vicinity, in that area, in that zip code. And then you make the choice whether you're going to live there or not. But I'll tell you this much. After you listen to this podcast, to this episode, go to Megan's Law. And you, if you've never done that, go to Megan's Law and you're going to see your jaw might just drop. Because you might think, well, I live in a nice area. Okay. But you've never done your homework in that area. You will be surprised. In fact, I want to, I want to, I want to share your thoughts. Email me, kcdiaz72 at gmail.com. If you go to Megan's Long, after you listen to this episode, I want to hear how many registered sex offenders lived in, lived in your area and you had no idea. You were clueless of how many registered sex offenders lived in your area. And here's the, the, the crazy part, because those are just the registered ones. And then there's the element of those that haven't registered and are on the run. And you have also the other element, the third element, is the ones that haven't been caught. And so there's no tracing them. I'm not trying to cause fear here for anybody. But what I want to do is make you aware of your surroundings. Maybe you never thought about this. Maybe this, you know, maybe you just... Went through life and, and you know, you watch this kind of stuff on the news and you go, well, it happened in Florida. Well, it happened in Dallas. It's never happened around me. Have you had your talk with your kids and, and been brutally honest about what it's like in this world today? I've had to have, I've had to have these type of talks with my children. As adults, my daughters are adults now. They still, they still, you know, once in a while, you know what makes a dad really happy? When your sons or your daughters come up to you as adults and they tell you, man, dad, you know, you know, that thing that you talked to me about, that situation or, or this situation, whatever the situation is, right? And they actually, your children actually get it. They understand and they understand that it, it, you weren't trying to, you know, exaggerate a, 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 a thing. It wasn't you being overprotective. It, it was that you were actually looking out for their best interest. But you need to talk to your children. We're not living in a safe society anymore. And by the way, if you're in L.A. County, in Los Angeles, these, these knuckleheads get away with everything now because of this DA. Uh, I'm glad that now he's he's about to start getting uh, voted out. We need some signatures here to get him uh, unseated. <laughs> and I thank God for the Los Angeles County Sheriff that's standing up to this DA and calling it what it is, the circus. I'm glad for them. 
I'm glad that this sheriff is actually doing his job. And by the way, uh, speaking of sheriffs, um, I got a great connection with a friend of mine that I might end up interviewing the, the main chaplain of the Los Angeles County Jail. And uh, that interview will be um, recorded, video recorded. And um, uh, should everything go right, we will make sure that it uh, is available on YouTube. If you haven't followed me on social media, it's very easy. Um, on uh, Instagram, at the Shot Caller BK, the Shot Caller BK on Instagram. And on Facebook, you could find me on Casey Diaz slash author. Casey Diaz or dash author, whatever you, slash sounds wrong. So let's go dash. Casey Diaz dash author. And uh, you can find me on Facebook that way. Please talk to your children. I know it's an uncomfortable conversation. I, I get it. And I get that you live in a nice suburb. So do I. But that makes absolutely no difference in the mind of a criminal. If anything, they end up going into suburbs because they know people are just walking around aimlessly with no care in the world. Or at least that's how they look. And they're easy pickings for criminal activity. So talk, please. Please, please, please. I plead with you. Have these tough talks with your kids. Have those talks with them. Listen, I'm an ex-convict, uh, you know, and, and I know what I'm talking about. My charges were nothing of that. But I'm still in, you know, I'm, I know, you know, the criminal mind, is it's wicked. And you don't take chances. Teach your children to look around. Teach them to be, to take, to, you know, it just takes seconds to look around a room, to look around your area. You ain't going to look suspicious or you ain't going to make it look, look awkward. Just a simple glare around the room that you're in. Around that, around that Starbucks, around that coffee shop, around that, you know, uh, whatever, in the mall. Just take a look around. Because these kind of cowards are among us. And we need to be aware and alert at all times. Listen, if, if you are a supporter of this podcast and you donate to this program monthly, I want to thank you. Those of you that maybe, you know, you're, you're, you're listening to me for the first time and you don't know how to support this kind of program. It's very easy. KCDS.net is the website you're going to go to. You're going to click on the podcast button. The podcast button will then take you to the support button. Click on that. Gives you three ways to support this podcast monthly. And you follow the steps and boom, you're in. And uh, I'm, I'm thankful for that. There's another way. You could also donate and go straight to my PayPal or Venmo. 
by using my email, kcds72 at gmail.com, kcds72 at gmail.com. You know, write to me. I love hearing from you. By the way, I got these um, I got these uh, uh, emails from you guys. Uh, just so you know, I read every single one of them. Uh, one of them, what's wrong with my, what's wrong with this now? Are we okay here? Uh-oh. I think we're okay, though. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah, we're okay. Um, I, I, I just want you to know that I got your um, your emails. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, some of you were asking, well, hey, uh, uh, I want a decal. And you gave me your address. Those decals will be uh, sent to you right away. Uh, and uh, one of uh, one of our supporters on on another platform said, "Oh, I never got it. I got your email, and I will send you that decal as well. You know who you are." Um, what else? What else? Before I go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give you. I got this. Um, I want to share you with you uh, these awesome reviews that the book is still getting here um and, and for those of you that that haven't read the book uh i you know of course i'm going to suggest that you do um it's helping a lot of, of people but gosh why is that doing that um i hope you can hear me fine but here's uh, the latest review of the book and this is from a kindle customer uh, on Amazon, she says, "Wow, glory to God! Uh, what an amazing story! Casey was truly delivered from the pit of the enemy. So many children get lost to this world in exactly the same way he was. Whether it is to gangs, prostitution, or sex trafficking, praise God for Casey's testimony and willingness to serve Him. May his family be greatly blessed. Thank you, Kindle customer. I don't, you didn't leave a name there." Uh, but I thank you so much for reading the book and for your review on Amazon. And then there's, um, where's the other one? Oh, yes, uh, this one's from Weston McKinley. Uh, such a great book and captivating story. I read the whole thing within two days. Such a powerful testimony about the power of God and the miracles he can perform. This book really ignited my faith and reminded me how real and powerful God is. I highly recommend this book. The book is called The Shot Caller, and uh, it's uh, my testimony on there. If you haven't uh, got a copy of that, it's very easy. Just go to Amazon or any anywhere where books are sold. Barnes & Nobles carries it. All the major uh, bookstores carry it. Uh, it's called The Shot Caller, The Shot Caller uh, by Casey Diaz, and, um, you know, Read it, make some noise about it. And if you haven't shared this podcast with your friends, please do that. I love for your friends to join us. I know that you have friends out there that, you know, are conservative or they're Christians or they like prison stories or they like stories about crime. We're going to be doing some really good. Listen, I'm just waiting for my good friend Monty to come back from Canada. And as soon as he's back, we're going to be filming some really cool interviews here. And so I'll give you some of those stuff, some of those interviews on YouTube. But he is such an awesome guy that, um, and he does an, a phenomenal job 
uh, in editing. So I don't want to do that myself because I, well, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't know how to, where to begin. So I leave the expert work to the experts and he's the expert in that area. So uh, I'm going to wait for him before we start filming any, any, anything else. And trust me, we have interviews that are going to leave you wanting more. Hey, I love you guys. Please protect your kids. Please have those talks. I know they're tough. They're tough uh, subject matter, but we need to. We need to. We need to cover and protect our children, and this is just one way of doing it. I'm sorry for being a little graphic, uh, but these are the talks that I had with my kids, and um, you know, uh, uh, I pray over them. Uh, I, I ask God to protect them. But I also have to use my brain and let them know what's out there in the world. Not everybody is a believer. and In fact, I've seen crimes happening, happen in church. In church. I'll leave that, I'll leave that there alone. So just, just be up on game and be aware of where your kids are at, who they're hanging out with. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> be part of their life is what I'm saying. And, and, and you're going to see some some good, healthy results. Hey, guys, I love you. My time is up. I hope this helped. Till next time, you know what I'm going to say. It's no surprise. Keep Jesus first. <laughs>